guys, and welcome back to the Celtics fifth quarter. Brutal game one loss to the Heat, 117-114 in overtime. Celtics blew a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, five-point lead with a minute left in the game. Joined again by Billy, who I know is just as upset as I am. Billy, what's going through your head right now? I was pretty. I was pleasantly surprised with how we'll talk about this later. With how we came out at halftime, because uh, we knew against this team, you really just can't come out flat again at halftime. But for some reason, this team really struggles closing out games. Like, you know, I said it out at the end of regulation. I was like, "There's no reason for us to be going into overtime." And you go into overtime, you end up losing the game. There were several points in the game where I'm like, "Okay, got this under control. Just find a way to get to the finish line." Uh, and the Celtics' inability to get, in my opinion, to get to the free throw line and some hero ball down the line um, led to a game one loss in which, you know, despite a bad game from Kemba Walker, despite all the things that kind of happened, despite Daniel Tice falling out, you put yourself in a position to win the game. Marcus Smart plays, <laughs> we've said it multiple times in this podcast, the best game I've seen him play and um, still come out uh, still come out empty-handed. So. Super disappointing loss, uh, but a, but from a basketball standpoint, a phenomenal. That that's probably the best game in the bubble. I mean, that was a phenomenal basketball game from beginning to end. Yeah, if you have no bias, that was a great game to watch. But Celtics, I think their problem is not only closing out games, but just holding leads in general. I think there there was multiple times throughout the game that they had a ten point ten plus point lead in the in the game, and they let the let the Heat come right back into the game got the lead cut down to four and it's just it's frustrating to watch the Celtics need to find a way to hold their leads better I don't know if it's when they get their lead they change their pace of offense or whatever it is they need to they need to fix it quick because you you can't give up 10 point leads especially a 14 point lead in the fourth quarter that should be a win that should be an automatic win if you're winning by 14 points at any point in the fourth quarter and the Celtics blew it so no excuses there props to Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo for the clutch plays down the stretch. Uh, that was one of the craziest blocks I've ever seen. But again, there was no reason the Celtics should have been in that position. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And some of, just some of the other things that I kind of noticed that attributed to this. Uh, I thought the Celtics, for the most part, in the first quarter, I mean, Marcus Smart was unconscious in the first quarter. But in the second quarter, we really lost controlling the pace of the basketball game. And I want to tip my cap to Goran Dragic, who I really think played a huge part in that. He's such an he's such an underrated player because his inte- basketball intelligence coupled with a perfect roster for him to be around and just his understanding of the game, he was really able to kind of dictate how the game was being played. I mean, you look at the stat sheet, finished with 29 points, seven rebounds, four assists. Um, but I think the biggest impact on the game that he had is just his basketball intelligence, knowing where to go with the ball, knowing when to push, knowing when to pull it out. Um, cause at the end of the day, Tyler hero is a young basketball player. Bam Adebayo is a young basketball player. Um, and he's really able to kind of be the locomotive that makes everything happen. Yeah. If you listen to my Celtics and heat preview, I went on a little bit of a rant about how much I, I, I was scared of Goran Dragic and my fears were met tonight. Goran Dragic pretty much controlled the game for the heat for through the first three quarters. So he was the only reason they were in the game at the end of the, at, at the end of the third quarter. And eventually, Jimmy Butler took over the game at the end of the game. But Goran Dragic was probably the reason that they won the game tonight, in my opinion. But overall, I thought the Celtics played really good in the first three quarters. They, they shot the ball exceptionally well. They shot almost 40% from, from three through the first three quarters, which is definitely an uptick from what they were shooting 
in the in the previous games, but the fourth quarter was brutal. You guys scored thirty five to twenty three in the fourth quarter. You just can't have that happen. You can't have that happen. Um, I'm going to say this though, like watching Miami was almost like watching the Celtics of old, like just a bunch of guys who knew their role, do their role really, really well. Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder played phenomenal today on both ends of it. Why are we not covering Jay Crowder? There was at least seven open threes for Jay Crowder tonight. Why are we not covering him? Jay Crowder. And he was, and, and he was, he was talking cash when he was knocking him down too. He was like surprised. He's like, I've been in the league for a while now, but hit the growth of his game. Like it was so funny when Doris was talking about like, you know, when he was in Boston, those threes used to be like albatrosses. Think about how much of different players, Jay Crowder and Marcus Smart are now. Guys that you just kind of would figure to be role guys. I know that they both are role guys, but their game has really, really matured. And they're both in really good roles for their specific team. But Jay Crowder crushed us tonight. I mean, on both sides of the court, he was he was phenomenal. Yeah, I completely agree. I was a little surprised to see uh, no, not very few minutes from uh, former Celtic Kelly Olynyk. That would have been another guy who I thought has improved since leaving the Celtics, but didn't play much tonight. Another guy didn't play much tonight who I thought was going to play a lot is Grant Williams. He played a lot down yeah. the Yeah, but I I really expected uh, Brad to come out and play Grant Williams almost twenty minutes. And he played a lot more of Robert Williams than I thought he was going to. I think Robert Williams looked really slow on the screens on defense. I think he's just a little bit – I don't know if – I don't want to blame it on his athleticism. I think it's more on his just basketball instincts. He was a little bit – I was about to say. Yeah, I think I think this is a kind of a perfect storm uh, for Robert Williams. I think, again, the Heat's ability to – they cut really, really well. Like they're a very good cutting team. Backdoor opportunities were plenty – ball fakes and his lack of getting reps both in the regular season and in the bubble kind of left him to where he's making rookie mistakes and you know the heat of the time type of team that are going to key in on that and make you pay for it um and I wonder if that paid if I wonder if that played into Grant Williams not playing a lot either um because you know you really have to be on your p's and q's on defense against this cutting team but uh, yeah, Robert Williams just looked outmatched. I, I I don't I would be surprised if he gets more than you know a couple minutes here in game two. Yeah, I definitely expect to see Grant Williams play more because I do think Grant Williams is wise beyond his years in both natural IQ and basketball IQ. He looks like he's just a proven veteran out there. Obviously, he doesn't add much on the offensive end, but his defense should earn him some minutes going forward. I think he would do a much better job switching on the screens. I think he's quicker on his feet laterally than Robert Williams. So I think to, we'll, we'll probably see more Grant Williams, hopefully see more Grant Williams in the next few games. Talk to me about this fourth quarter. I don't want to talk about the fourth quarter. <laughs> I mean, there was too much ISO ball. That's, that's the phrase I'm going to use. Uh, I think that guys like Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, they, they were just taking, taking these shots. They were running the clock down, and then they were dribbling up pulling up from a mid-range shot, pulling up from three, shots that you normally wouldn't get in your natural flow of an offense. But they were taking these shots because – Just say it. Just say it, man. Like, I was hesitant to tweet it, but it, it's the truth. Like, Tatum's phenomenal. Tatum is, go- Tatum is going to be a perennial all-star, an all-NBA player. But the fact of the matter is down the stretch tonight in overtime and in the fourth, qu- uh, in the fourth quarter, we saw a hero ball. We saw a hero ball out of Tatum, and it got the entire offense out of sync. Um, and it wasn't even really necessary. I, like a lot of people were tweeting, I have no problem with that last shot. 
I don't love having 14 seconds. You have the ability to run a screen. You have the ability to run some off-ball action, and you're just shooting a contested three. I think, you know, DeMarcus Smart play to get the free throw was huge, but we settled. We settled at the end of the fourth quarter for a bad shot, in my opinion. I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I definitely felt like there was definitely some hero ball at a Tatum. And uh, I wouldn't call it hero ball at a, at a Kemba. That, I mean, he's just so out of sorts. He can't get anything to get going. Yeah, the end of the game, it always confuses me that with five seconds left, you have the ball in your hand. Why not drive to the hoop? It's a tie game. Like, the worst thing that can happen is you miss the shot. Like, so many things can go wrong defensively for the, the opponent. They, they could foul you. They could you could beat you could blow by them and you get a wide open layup. So many things can go wrong defensively. I never understand why the Celtics are so keen on just dribbling the clock out and then taking a twenty eight foot three. That, Especially yeah. before Tice had fouled out. Tice hadn't fouled out at that point. So you still have Tice underneath. I mean just I, I- I don't understand it. Um, I know, yeah, if he hit the 28-foot three, it would have been everywhere. Like, look at this game winner. Sure. You got you got to do the smart basketball play. You got to take the ball to the hoop, hopefully draw a foul. Enough, enough. I think enough negative rants here. I think I want, I want to talk about something positive for a little bit just so we don't go down. Well, last one negative, last one negative, last one negative. You did point it. Did you point out, though, we were outscored 35-23, to 23, just furthering uh, in the fourth quarter, just furthering the point – you have to close these basketball games. I mean, you have a first quarter like that, the lead's completely diminished by halftime. You have nothing to show for it. You're, you're, you're crushing it in the third quarter. You go in with the lead. You have, you know, we were leading by 14 points at some point in this game. Um, getting out scored at 35-23, it, it, it cannot, cannot happen. Yeah, fourth quarter has been the best part of our game thus far in the playoffs that we've been outscored in every single third quarter in the playoffs up until this game. We finally outscored a team in the third quarter for a 14-point lead, and we blow a fourth-quarter lead. Then why, why does there always have to be one quarter? But enough negative. I want to I talk right. about Brad Wanamaker for a little bit. Brad Fantastic. Wanamaker, game of his life. He had 11 points, six assists, five steals, and three rebounds. So shout-out Brad Wanamaker. I thought for many points in the game he was the best player on the court, that he was just controlling the pace for the Celtics yep. defense. Not obviously the the best player on the court, but he was playing the best. Um, Marcus Smart, another guy who played really Unconscious. well. Unconscious. He shot 6 of 12 from 3. Since when, since when is Marcus Smart a 50% three-point shooter? The, when did that happen? The only, the only bad thing I want to point out about Marcus Smart tonight is he only had one assist. And I feel like Marcus Smart makes the most impact, plays his best when he's facilitating, when he's creating offense for others. And so only having one assist tonight, I feel like that was just a, like a sign of why the Celtics offense wasn't flowing. Like The best thing that happened to Marcus tonight was he airballed the third three that he took in the first quarter, and it got him to get back into taking other shots. I think the airballed three was able to kind of get him to explore other parts of his game, but I think we definitely did miss his ability to – to facilitate for sure. But I will say, I will say Tatum's passing better. Like we, we've, we've had some picks with Tatum too. Tatum's been doing a lot better passing, had some nice assists. Um, you know, so that's definitely an area that we've improved. There's just, it, it's frustrating because there's so many areas for improvement, but this is, this was certainly, certainly a winnable basketball game. Definitely winnable. Should have won this game. Yeah. The thing is Jalen Brown, wh- where was Jalen Brown tonight? And I don't think oh, that's necessarily Jalen Brown's fault. I think that he just wasn't in the game plan, that they, he was not involved in the offense. And there was points that I, just, I forgot Jalen Brown was on the court. 
Like he he needs to get into the flow of the offense more. That yeah, he shot he shot the ball fourteen times tonight. But if you had asked me how many times Jalen Brown had shot the ball, there was no way I was going to say fourteen. I, I felt like he just did not touch the ball, especially down the stretch. He made some big plays um, on his own accord, whether it's getting loose balls or he had that uh, those two super athletic uh, the super athletic rebound and the tip in that helped us down the stretch. Um, but yeah, I mean he was he was almost playing the role as like the the fourth fiddle. It was very, it was very, very bizarre um, to see it work out, especially when Kemba's having the kind of night that he's having. Um, I don't know. It was just, uh, just a weird, weird, weird game. Yeah, and that's something to to watch as well. When Gordon Hayward comes back, is where does Gordon Hayward fit in? That mm-hmm. uh, guys like Jalen Brown, does he lose his looks? Does he not get to be in the flow of the offense as much? It's, so that's that's going to be something that's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, I want Gordon Hayward back. I think we need. Gordon's production. Hopefully, he doesn't come back as rusty as he did when he came back from injury last time. We really need his uh, versatility on offense and on defense. I think if we have a healthy Gordon Hayward, we win this game tonight for sure. You need just one one more guy on offense to just slow the game down, and I, I think they would have won the game. But again, just an inexcusable loss. I want to shout out Tyler Hero, who was phenomenal tonight as well. Uh, Twelve, eleven, and nine. Um, got picked on a little bit early, but man, it's, it's, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts watching him, man. I wish he was a Celtic, but he's, uh, he's got a really, really bright future. He made some huge shots down the, uh, down the stretch, not afraid of the moment. Um, they just got a bunch of dogs, man. They got a bunch of guys that aren't afraid of the moment, a bunch of scrappy dudes. You know, everybody kind of picked it up when, when Jimmy wasn't playing phenomenal. Goran Dragic, like we said, the locomotive that makes it happen. And this team has continuity. Um, that's one thing that, is kind of my one fear with Gordon with Gordon coming back is you know figuring out those minutes so um, that's definitely going to be a huge hurdle uh, but go ahead and talk to us a little bit about the negative stats from uh, from last night or tonight or whenever you're listening <laughs> yeah some negative stats just because I always like to point out the stats Kemba Walker as you know has been struggling with the shot he shot six of 19 one of nine from three Obviously, he picked it up a little bit at the end of the game. I think there was a point where he was like one of like eight, nine. It was just, it was just horrible. He could not buy himself a bucket. He was even missing free throws. So good to see him finally hit some shots at the end of the game, but he's definitely going to have to shoot better. We were out-rebounded by the Heat tonight, which is inexcusable. There's no reason we should be out-rebounded by the Heat. They are not a good rebounding team, especially we gave up seven offensive rebounds. And I don't have the stat for how many second-chance points Miami has, but I want to say that on almost all of those offensive rebounds, Miami got a bucket. And that's just something that, again, you, you can't you can't allow Miami to get second-chance points because they're not going to miss a three-pointer, a wide-open three-pointer two times in a row. And another thing, they gave up 48 points in the paint. We were talking all of this, oh, how good a three-point shooting team Miami is. You gave up 48 points in the paint. And Miami shot 44% from three. That you, you can't have both. You can't give up 48 points in the paint and leave open shooters in the corner and let the other team shoot 44% from three. You can't have that. Brian, we're going to talk about things moving forward here. And, you know, anyone that's listened to this podcast before knows, well, maybe you'd think that I'm going to get angry about Semi Ojale, but Semi Ojale actually didn't play that bad. He was just invisible, much like Jalen Brown. But here's my problem. I'm looking up and down the stat sheet. Look, fact of the matter is, Miami's a better free th- is a better three point shooting team than us. That's just a fact. As close as we can get to close that gap, fantastic. You know what the Celtics need to do? 
The Celtics have to get to the free throw line. Okay. That is, that is inexcusable bar none needs to happen. And especially on a night where, where Kemba is struggling to shoot, you got to get to the free throw line. And I look at the free throws tonight, Tatum, six free throws total. Brown, two free throws total. Smart, three free throws total. Kemba's leading the team with seven free throws. That cannot happen. I'm going to say this until I'm blue in the face. The magic number, the floor for Tatum and Brown combined, they need to be getting to the line 12 or 15 times every single game. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what the flow of the game is. They need to be taking free throws 12 to 15 times a game minimum. And we didn't tonight. The entire team didn't tonight. It was uh, pretty much chalk it up. I think we shot 21 and Miami shot 23 or made 21 and we made 23 or something like that. But the discrepancy has to be higher. We need our superstars attacking. We need our stars getting to the line. Um, can't happen. Just can't happen. Yeah, not to mention that one of Jason Tatum's free throw came from a technical foul, and another one of his free throws came from the, the foul on the inbounds play at the end of the game. Yes. Jason Tatum actually only got to the line twice. He only took four free throws on fouls that he drew. You're so. stoking the fire, baby. I mean, yeah. We, <laughs> it just it, it, it can't happen. So you're telling me Tatum, Brown, and Smart, if you take away the technicals, we got three, five, and uh, nine, less than ten free throws for Tatum, Brown, and Smart. I mean, it's just, it's inconceivable and it's not a winning formula. And, you know, not to pick on him, Kemba has to be better. Um, I think he did a good job beating the trap. Miami started doing a trap uh, in the third and fourth quarter. He was able to beat it. I believe we got two threes out of it, one from Brown and one from Grant Williams, I want to say, in the corner. Did a good job with that, but he was solid down the stretch. But two points at halftime, he is... I mean, I'm, I'm shocked by how much he is struggling um, right now. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's killing us right now. So we gotta, gotta find a way to get him going or put him in a position to make the right pass. Um, Cause this is, this is just not sustainable. Yeah. And an area you really miss Kemba Walker being the Kemba Walker we know is when you have the lead, when you're up 10, 12, 14 points and you have Kemba Walker on the court, He's a guy who can go down and get you a bucket when you're when you have the lead. And yes, Jason Tatum's going to get his points and he's going to keep you in the game. He's going to lead you to a comeback. But Kemba Walker is the guy who's going to keep the lead. And when Kemba Walker is shooting poorly, you have seen the team consistently blow leads. That they don't have another guy who's going to hit those shots with a lead. And so I think that that's an area that Kemba has to step up most, and that's where we need him the most. Another guy that we need is Gordon Hayward. Mentioned this coming back. Hopefully, coming back game two. Wouldn't put my money on it. I think it's more likely going to be game three. We see Gordon Hayward, but he's got he's got to save this team. That's the way I'm going to put it. He's got to save this team. Yeah, um, got to be a huge addition. Any type of minutes would be fantastic. Um, it's just so funny. Like you look at this game and you're like, well, J- well, well, Jimmy Butler is going to play better next, next game. And Brad Wanamaker is not going to play this good next game. And is Marcus Smart going to play this good next game? Is Kemba Walker, you know, this is going to be an up and down series. Um, and again, I hate coming back to it, but it's, it's a winnable game that we lost. So there's not much else you can say about it. Uh, for the one shining moment, turning point of the game. I mean, there's no question. This out bio block is one of the best that I've ever seen. Um, just incredible meeting him at the rim, Jason Tatum with the blow by, um, 
just just absolutely an unbelievable play by Adebayo. Any any, any qualms or problems with that pick? No, I think either either that or the Jimmy Butler three pointer or the N one. Any of them could have been the the shining moment of the game. Those were all very clutch plays. Definitely doesn't definitely a Celtic doesn't deserve that. I think that he easily win that one. First time I think we've had an opponent uh, win the one shining moment of the game. Brian, this is our first loss when we're on a podcast. This is the first. Uh, this is the first. Uh, our first L when we're hopping on the pod uh, post game. I don't like it. I don't. It I don't was like bound it. to happen at some point. Well, it didn't have to happen. That's I could. True. I could live my life without it happening. <laughs> That's true. That is true. But yeah, player of the game. I'm still going to give the player of the game to Jason Tatum. Thirty points, fourteen rebounds, five assists. Which again, I like seeing Jason Tatum with five assists, three steals, and two blocks. He played great defensively. But honorable mention, as we mentioned before, Brad Wanamaker. The yes. Uh, 11 points, 6 assists, five steals, 5 steals. I thought he played great. You can't expect him to play that great every game, but it's nice having a guy come off the bench and produce like Brad Wanamaker did tonight. I agree. I'm with you. I have no problem with that. Bottom line, game two, to me, it's, it's a must win. You can't go down 2-0 in this series because <laughs> coming back from 2-0 is just not something you want to do. Celtics need to take back the momentum. Obviously, the Heat are going to have a ton of momentum coming off of winning overtime, especially with a play like Adebayo and the game. So you got to find a way to win this game and take back the momentum. With or without Hayward in game two, guys like Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, they're going to have to step up. You know Jason Tatum's going to show up because he's consistently been showing up. But these other guys, they have to show up. They have to have a big game, and they have to propel us to a victory. Look, we need consistency. Um, got to find a way to slow Goran Dragic down, get him out of his, I don't know. I don't even know if it's possible to get him out of his element, but you absolutely have to control the flow of the game. Um, you gotta get, gotta get Kemba Walker going, man, that, that you gotta get Kemba going. Just be more, uh, be more consistent, find a way to hold leads and, and close the basketball, like close the game, find a way to close a basketball game, have to find a way to do it. Uh, and a big part of that is Kemba Walker. So we'll see what happens, but we're in for a, uh, we're in for a, we're in for a slugfest. This is going to be. Uh, this is going to. This is going to. I think this is going to live up to what we've all thought it's going to be. These are two really, really good teams. These are two phenomenal coaches. I think Eric Spolstra is kind of underrated in the whole coaching empire, but um, I'm really excited to watch some good basketball. Yeah, it's going to be a dogfight for sure. I had this series going to seven games. I had Celtics in seven. That was my prediction. But uh, game two is Thursday at seven o'clock. We'll be back after that, hopefully with a Celtics game to win, hopefully with a one-to-one series. Oh, no, hey,